Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The thing we can't do is start turning on each other. All was the coaching staff. All was this. All was that. Man, we Oklahoma. And we got to beat Oklahoma through the good and the bad. That doesn't change. And for this team, they have to just stay focused and play the next play. One day at a time, one play at a time, one game at a time. And things will turn around. Just trust the process. Trust BB. Trust Smitty. Trust everybody that's in that building. This thing is going to turn around, but we have to be patient. It takes time to build. Uh, we have a phenomenal program, but it takes time to build a great team. So give it some time. Yes, we didn't look great last week, obviously. We didn't look great the last couple of weeks. It's okay, though. Be patient. Give it some time. I trust BB. I trust what they're doing. I love this school, and this thing is going to turn around, man. We just got to be patient with how about that Tyler back to back days we had uh, Coach Mangino yesterday audio telling us to just relax trust the process we're going to be okay and then Gerald McCoy today I kind of like this Right? Yeah. Hearing from uh, from yeah. the greats. I can't wait for the intro video tomorrow uh, to be you. A uh, minute and 30 stand-up video oh, of you no. just telling everyone to trust the process. Oh, my gosh. And there's nothing you, know you can what? do about it. Well, uh, how the video ends, <sighs> like, like in 2003. I, uh, you want to talk about giving me a whole bunch of uh, anxiety and dread for the football game tomorrow. I don't care if we win or lose. I just don't want to be on the intro video. <laughs> and the problem is, it's like when I went up and filmed my stuff, I they have no idea when it's going to be. All right? It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just kind of insert it whenever. So when I least expect it, that's whenever my ugly mug is going to be up there. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. No, I, I think they uh, planned before. Hell, hell, we'll put Layman in there when we wear those anthracite alternates. We'll put him in there that game. That's the game we'll throw oh, him in on. Yeah, think about that. Oh, just brutal. Hey, but I wouldn't mind uh, being on there to end the losing streak, okay? I just don't want to be on there to continue the losing streak, right? Yeah. Um, how how uh, how you feeling about things on this uh, football Friday? I feel okay. Yeah, I feel okay. Do I feel great? No. How could you? But getting Dylan Gabriel back, I think is is excellent. Obviously, you know the last six quarters without him have been about is as bad offensively as you could imagine. So having him back is good. I think we're healthier at running back with um, with Eric Gray and Marcus Major, so I like that. Um, I feel like we're okay at wide receiver, offensive line. Everyone played. I think we're healthier there. Um, I think we're going to probably continue some of the Wildcat stuff, which I really liked and, and was productive against Texas. On the defensive side, that don't feel very good. Yeah, okay? <laughs> I was like, how are you going to sell I'll, this I'll just, one? Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't feel very good. But here's the thing. Kansas, definitely the strength of that football team is their offense. All right? Their defense is better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying their defense is bad. They're not. 
but the strength of that team is the offense. And quarterbacks down, Jalen Daniels, which we know their their backup is good. And it's almost like the University of Oklahoma, with all the tradition and winning that we've done, even recently, we're playing Kansas and their formerly Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback is out, and it's not even a blip on the radar screen, right? It's not even a talking point this no. week that Jalen Daniels is well, down. Because you're convinced, because you know what everyone says, oh, hell, it doesn't matter. They could throw in the tight end at quarterback, and he'll still have yeah. a, a field day against us, which might be well, true. It, I, who Jason Bean's going to make some plays. He's going to make some plays. He made some plays against us last year, almost beat us last year. Uh, whenever they were, what, a two-win football team. But Jalen Daniels is out. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The Moore kid running back is out. Daniel Highshaw. Highshaw. Highshaw is out. So they've had some issues. And I guess I say Jalen Daniels is out. I guess we don't technically know that for sure. We feel really good about it. Third-degree uh, shoulder separation. So if he plays, he's going to be in a ton of pain. But, you know, missing a couple of guys on their offense, um, you know, I, I feel good about it. Great? I, no, uh, I, I don't feel I great, went back but I feel and, good. So we know, what do we know about Jason Bean? Well, he played really well against OU last year. Who didn't? And he's got. And he played really good against TCU last week. He's got elite straight line speed, and he played really well against TCU last week. Okay, that, <laughs> that's what we know. So Four I, touchdowns, I, I, I guess I, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, he did have four touchdowns and one pick. So how well has he thrown the ball throughout the entirety of his career, right? Because he started 10 games last year. Um, right. I, I really wanted to see what his completion percentage has been over the course of his career. Now, so far this year, small sample size throwing the ball, but it's pretty good. Uh, he's 18 of 26 on the year, 69% completion percentage. Four touchdowns, nice. one interception. But if you go back to 2021 where he started 10 games – he was 102 of 181, just a 56.4 completion percentage. And last year, six touchdowns to just six interceptions. Not great numbers. 2020, he was even worse than that. 79 of 145, 54.5% uh, completion. A little bit better uh, touchdown to interceptions, 14 to 5. So, But you get the point here is that his numbers previously – haven't necessarily been a guy that's operated with a whole lot of consistency, uh, a whole lot of accuracy. Maybe that's the situation around him, and maybe it's not even fair to look at last year to judge well, him as a passer. I was about to say. I'm just wondering how lethal he is. I, they're going to set up easy throws for him, I'm sure, man. I, I have no doubt about that. I, I, I just wonder what type of passer you're going to get from KU tomorrow, judging by the numbers. Right. Well, and – those are all that's, – that's a really good case study there on Bean. And I think that probably, you know, is, is a realistic view of him. But here's the thing. Jalen Daniels, I bet his numbers look the same as, as Bean's over the last couple of years. Yeah, they might. Just because there's been so much pressure on those guys in the pocket. Been so difficult to get anything going down the field get the run going so they're always playing from behind the chains and in a bunch of third and longs it's hard to complete balls in third and long so i it's probably not fair if you watch the tcu game and and this is really what concerns me about the game tomorrow their offense 
has so much movement in it pre-snap. Most of his throws, well, I shouldn't say most. A lot of his throws against TCU, he's throwing to wide open receivers that TCU has totally lost in coverage because of all the pre-snap motions and misdirection and they run the ball so good and the, the play action in Sounds turn. like Sark's offense is what it sounds like. Pre-snap anyway. Well, it's, 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 even, it's way more chaotic than that. It, I mean, they run – this is a triple option offense is what it is. It's triple option offense. And they motion across – you know how whenever you see like a wing T team that runs that little arc motion where the guy bubbles around behind the quarterback on a motion – they run that. They run motion straight across. They run return motion where you go you know, into the backfield, loop around the quarterback, and come out to the other side and, and run the bubble. They'll motion in and stop before they even get to the core and then just go like straight backwards. It's, dude, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And that's the thing that worries me is losing those guys, losing gaps whenever the, the motions are involved. Because remember – I don't expect Bowman to play on the back end, right? So even though he's a true sophomore, he's, he's our most experienced, most consistent player on the back end. He's going to be out. So it's, they're going to have to be really dialed in, focused in on responsibility and communication, or else you're going to look like you know a dog chasing his tail out there with all the stuff that they do. By the way, you sounded like Mike Gundy there uh, on that uh, kind of well. long uh, <laughs> breakdown of the uh, KU offense there. They're an option team is what they are. I mean, they're an <laughs> option team. Option. And I, I found the audio, but it uh, took you uh, about as long yes. to get through that as it did Mike Gundy, so I can't find the exact mm-hmm. spot there. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll find it where he's like, they're a one-man show. It's, a, it, it's an option offense, what it is. I was up till 3.30 in the morning last night looking at their numbers. Yeah. What were you guys doing? I don't know if you guys know this, but I was up watching film where you guys are probably all in bed. <laughs> so, yeah, you make $5 million a year. You should have been. Oh, that's great. Just he's, he's a classic. Absolutely love that guy. Um, but that's kind of the spiel and where I sit as of this moment today on Friday afternoon. Yeah, the spread's down to eight and a half. OU minus eight and a half. Uh, 73% right. of the money is on KU right now. So some people getting a little antsy on a Friday saying, KU plus the nine? They might win outright. Of course I'm going to take KU plus the nine, which I'm guessing is what uh, dropped the spread a little bit. There's someone else nationally, Bruce Feldman, picking KU to win tomorrow 30-27. to 27. So I, well, the, the nerves going into this shocking. game. Yeah, uh, the nerves going into this game tomorrow uh, I'm sure will be quite high from, from OU fans. And I, I'm just wondering what the crowd's going to look like because I'm pretty nervous about what the crowd's going to be tomorrow for an, for an 11 84K, pick. standing room only. Would One be of awesome. the most insane. That would be the biggest upset of the season. Seen. It would be the biggest upset of the season <laughs> if that happened. Uh, well, um, I, here's the thing, man. I I hope part of the thing is we've lulled the rest of the league to sleep with what our offense has looked like the last two games, because we know that we are far better than what it's looked like. All right, we know that. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you do have to say at some point it is what it is, right? Whenever you know, 
it's about production, and that's what the production is over the last two games. But um, I firmly believe that our offense is is much better. Now, defensively, what are we going to get? I, I, I feel pretty confident that this is going to be a high-scoring football game. How about that? I mean, who, who doesn't believe it? Well, I guess Bruce Feldman doesn't think it's going to be a super high-scoring football game. He has 30-27. to 27, But, yes, I'm not operating under the assumption or the hope that uh, OU's going to hold KU to 13 points tomorrow. I, I'm, not, I'm not living in that world today. But um, I, I am hoping that this team can get out to a lead, its first lead since they played in Lincoln, get off to somewhat of a good start. And we've been talking about that all week long. I'll tell you who needs to get off to a good start is the guy that we're so happy is going to be back on Saturday. You know, Dylan Gabriel clearly is a massive yeah. upgrade to whatever else they have at quarterback. I think we saw that last week. But, you know, he was playing his worst game uh, right before he got injured in that TCU game. He had missed on a few throws, and people were really starting to get frustrated with him. He's one guy that can't miss on those easy throws early on in the game. Um, he, I think he's more than anyone, man. He, he's got to get off to a good start. He's got to get in rhythm early and not miss on some of those yeah. key third down throws. Do you buy into my theory at all, or do you think it's stupid? Because it may be stupid. But I feel like Dylan Gabriel, you know, through the first three games, was playing, I'm sure, what he considered to be, and it was. I shouldn't have said it that way. I mean, he was playing good, solid football. But the reaction was very ho-hum from the fan base, right? And then the Kansas State game, it's not like, not that he played terrible, but, you know, didn't have his best stuff, didn't get helped out much by his teammates on on occasion. But I think, like, the the size of the situation and, like, how high the, the bar is set at Oklahoma I think it had him, like, tightening up playing quarterback. And I believe that the time away and seeing what the offense is without him gives him a little bit of perspective and some confidence in actually what he has done and how good of a player he is. And he comes out, and I'm not going to say he lights it up, but I think he comes out and plays well. Is it stupid? Under any other circumstance, I would say absolutely. Yeah. But we're trying to cling on to anything after a three-game losing streak. <laughs> so this is the this is the scenario where it's not stupid. And we're all going to be like, yeah, no, I, hey, that's a good point by Teddy. That's a good point by Teddy. Yeah, I think that's right. We're trying to grasp on to anything, so I'll, I'll allow it today in the I, situation I can, that we're I can we're hear in. it now. You know, um, the first, like, third and eight of the game, he overthrows it, and you hear the guys from the crowd say, oh, it's all right. You know, it's just a big it's a big bar, you know, the playing quarterback at Oklahoma. They uh, set the bar high. He's I okay. That. I also love this. The, uh, the PA announcer needs to get off to a good start and keep his mouth shut, which <laughs> that goes to show you just how long these past few weeks have been. Does that not feel like an eternity, that whole discussion? That seems uh, so long ago, man. It's the last home game that you played. I know. At the time, it seemed like such a huge deal, but two losses later, it's like, who cares? Uh, That is – I love that. The PA announcer needs to get off to a good start and keep his mouth shut. Do you think we hear it tomorrow? (laughs) Boomer! After the first down? I'm going to guess no. 
it's probably yeah it's going to be before they even spot the ball it's going to be a really fast boomer i mean they're not even going to be anywhere close to getting over it and, and snapping it no Mar- marvin yeah. mims is still in the open field he's just crossed the first down marker and you're going to hear it in the middle of the play <laughs> boomer as the play's happening uh that's great okay Hit the text line, 651-3439. Let's see what everyone thinks uh, as we get right here before game day on a Friday. I'm hanging out in an awesome spot. Toby Keys, I love this bar and grill. we got a new location right here in Moore, right out in front of uh, the Warren Theater. They've got a bunch of deals going on, 250 Bush Lights, Miller High Lives, PBRs, all day, every day. Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, $1.50 off all domestic beers we got new menu items, slow-smoked brisket, fajitas, uh, green chili, mac and cheese, soft tacos, and a whole lot more. And uh, don't forget, yeah, just right here in front of the Ward Theater off of I-35. Used to be the Hollies. It's, uh, it's now Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. We'll be here all afternoon. Come, come say hi. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. There's KU head coach Lance Leipold talking about uh, the big task his team has winning in Norman. Yeah, there for tomorrow. a minute, I thought he was trying to channel his Les Miles impression. Oh my gosh, I can't ever do that again. Well, I I, uh, <laughs> I think it was the Athletic today. They had the worst, strangest, whatever hires in Big Twelve history, and Les Miles was at the top of that list, and rightfully so. That's still yeah. one of the most odd, just weirdest coaching tenures we've seen in the conference no doubt and and, uh, it was funny it was like um hire your surprise worked out hire your surprise didn't work out and it was like a group of like three different writers giving their takes and I think like all three said I am still I just cannot believe that Tom Herman did not lead Texas to a college football playoff game it seemed like a match made in heaven and it just seemed too good to be true. I'm still shocked that Tom Herman didn't uh, didn't have a lot of success at Texas. Which I don't know how you have yeah. that thought, but whatever. I'm uh, I'm I I think you know Les Miles. The tenure was really weird there, but I'm pretty sure he's the one that recruited Jalen Daniels to get him to go there, right? Well, uh, probably because at one point they had like a top 10 recruiting class. Now it was like way, way, way early in that cycle. But I think they had, I'm almost positive that at one point Jamar Chase was committed to Kansas because they had like three or four top level Louisiana kids. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. And I think Jamar Chase was one, and obviously he decommitted and ended up at LSU. But, <laughs> yeah, at one point, that's what he had. Jamar wow. Chase at Kansas, can you imagine? Hey, um, yep. I got four tickets to give away. Let's do it now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, two people are going to win this segment. First two people to tell me how many consecutive times OU has beaten Kansas in football, you get two free tickets to the game tomorrow, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. So text us I- on – the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I think I know the answer. You, I mean, you can ruin it if you'd like. I mean, No, go I'm ahead. not going to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. 
Where did you see the answer? I know that you don't know it off the top of your head. You must have seen it in like a stat sheet or something that got sent to you. Yeah, Chad McKee had it in his notes today um, whenever we did the, the game day show. So that's where I saw it. You are correct. It's not something that I looked up myself. Okay. Well, you know I, me too I, I, well. Yeah, I knew that. And we already have two winners, by the way. Um, 17 times is the correct answer. Yeah. It came across pretty quick. Um, about 60% of the responses were 17, and 40% of the responses are 69 consecutive times at OU's beat <laughs> Kansas. So that is yeah. our text line. Goes back to what? Is it 98? Uh, 97 was, I think, was 97 the last time they beat you? Did you uh, play them in 98? Maybe. 96 and 97, I know you played them. I think 97 was the last time. Yeah. So our two winners, uh, 30-91, last four digits, and 86-31. Actually, 21-79. That's, that's our second winner. So, congratulations. Nice. Good stuff. Good look at, stuff. Look at the smart fan base. Either they're really quick on the Google or they just know this off the top of their head. I'm pretty impressed regardless. There's a lot of 17s in there. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's um, – I, I, I think because of the current situation, I think a lot of people are going back and looking at it and saying, okay, when was the last time we lost to this, uh, this group and, and trying to figure it out. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel okay about it. What's the text line say? How are we feeling on Friday? Um, I mean, it's it's a mix. Um, it's either you think OU's going to show up, play really well, or why in the heck are they even favored to win this game? Of course they're going to lose. I can't pick them to win this game until they actually win one. I expect the offense to be effective against KU. OU wins in a shootout, 45-38. And I had a question written down on the rundown sheet today. And I got about halfway through it. It was going to be, all right, who, who do you have more confidence in tomorrow to play well? The OU offense or the OUD? And then I stopped, and it was like, well, okay, that's dumb. Of course it's the OU <laughs> offense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's offensively. Uh, you know, Kansas, yeah, man, I, I would not, not have thought this, uh, obviously, ever before the season, but the way their offense operates, it it has an opportunity to really like kind of hit us right where we are at our worst right now. That's been stopping the run and and making adjustments on the fly. Uh, you know, whenever they change the formation, change the picture on us for a play. And being able to adjust to that and fit plays properly, we have not done a great job of that recently. And Kansas is going to do that about 70 times tomorrow. And it's going to be fast, and they're going to hit you with the run. They're going to hit you with the quarterback run. They're going to hit you with the bubbles off of it. They're going to hit you with the play action deep balls, deep crossers. I mean, it, it's a lot. It's chaotic. So it kind of plays into our weakness right now. Yeah, um, I, I guess on one hand that could be a blessing that you're not you're not really searching all that much this week on what they're going to do, but it's got to be super stressful knowing all week long that, no, we know what they're going to do. Everything that we've struggled with up to this point, deep balls, short stuff to get their playmakers in open space, quarterback run, run game, that, that, that's what they're going to do immediately. 
Yeah. Yeah, you watch most of the like, – you go back and watch Bean from last week against TCU. I, he, he, now, he made some incredible throws that into tight coverage, double and triple coverage where, you know, you just thought there's no way he's going to be able to fit it in there, and he did. But also there was a ton of plays where he's throwing to guys that are – I. When I say wide open, I mean that no one even realizes the guys on the field is how open they are because everyone is getting enamored with the motions and out of position. So I, those are the plays that really worry you. you. At a minimum, you want to make them earn everything that they get, but they're really good at making teams give up free plays like that. Yeah. It's wild. Um, you said there's going to be 84,000 butts in the seats, standing room only tomorrow yeah. for the uh, football game. In yeah, all, in all, right. in all seriousness, tomorrow, like there, there's going to be some empty seats tomorrow. I just think that's what's going to happen. They, they might call it a sellout. Maybe someone buys up the remaining tickets, and the sellout streak continues. I think that's definitely in the cards. But I, I, what I'm curious of is what the the actual fans that are there. Like, what is the atmosphere? Do we have a collection of fans that are there and they're in support of this team and ready to rally behind this team and cheer them on, let them know you got your support? Um, do you have a group of people just waiting to boo tomorrow? Do you have half and half of that? Like, what, what did the breakdown of fans actually in that place tomorrow look like? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be what you would consider a – a fairly typical OU home game, right? I think there's there's going to be the people that are coming no matter what. There's going to be um, – I think there's going to be a, a, a big portion of the fans that, you know, are over the anger stage of this thing and are going to be there to support the team. Now, who knows what happens if they get a horrible product out there. You know, that's, that's kind of, you know, yet to be determined, but – I think I think you'll have what what is going to become a, a fairly standard atmosphere at Oklahoma. Jimmy in Tulsa says Teddy and Tyler feeling good, boys. Gabriel will play because they will not play Bevel in their nice new uniforms. We look good and crisp. Mm. Uh, this one says, "Please, no more negative text messages." Red. Wish I could do that. That's easier said than done. Yeah, uh, I just don't see how they can stop anyone based on the last three games. Uh, I feel good about tomorrow because I think they figure out how to channel Braden Willis into every OU player. Uh, <laughs> if you do that, you may not lose again for the rest of the year. Right. No, I I think that we're going to see some of that stuff. Now, I don't know that Braden Willis is going to take some snaps at Wildcat, but some of their just really easy, basic stuff, you know, where they were direct snapping to Eric Gray and Braden Willis was lead blocking. And like some of that stuff is really easy to add into the offense, and, you know, it creates a conflict defensively. You've got to spend time throughout the week planning for it, trying to figure out, you know, how to defend the things that you've seen and and try and predict what Oklahoma might do to build on it. I mean, that requires practice time and meeting time. So I, I think it's smart to leave it in just to give future opponents extra stuff that they have to prepare for. Because for the offense, it's it's nothing to install that stuff. That's easy. It'll be a tough game, but OU pulls it out. It's going to be a tough season, but the future is bright. The same person says, you do realize Kansas has beaten OU more times than Oklahoma State. Yes. 
Um, yeah. I, here's, Not recently, but here's the thing. None of those things matter. Uh, the streak doesn't matter because this is the best Kansas team since, what, 07, 08? Uh, 07. 07. And, you know, I don't – I can't go much further back than that. I don't know much about their history. I know that they've always been, you know, one of the weaker teams, but they've they've kind of been up and down throughout. But this is this is the best – Best team or one of the best teams they've had in yeah last ninety five they years. came to Norman and they were pretty good but outside of uh, a couple of years yeah they've been kind of the uh, cellar dweller in the Big Twelve or the Big Eight feels like uh, right. one one more and then I, I got a question for you regarding the attendance Saturday is homecoming that means the alumni band will be a part of both pregame and halftime that's worth the price of your ticket right there. Hashtag <laughs> pack the power. T-shirt and jeans. Uh, for I the, love uh, that. Yes. Alumni band. So I am yeah. certainly not picking this, but I am just interested in what the reaction would be if this situation were to take place. And the situation that I'm asking about is I, it just hits on all cylinders, man. OU just has a day tomorrow, and they come up with a few turnovers. The offense looks like you know what it looked like against UTEP and Nebraska. And they win this game by, you know, 24 points in a route. What are people's mood or what are people's opinions on this team going into a bye week if they show the best football that they've shown in about a month? No change? I've long said, well, I've long said that Norman will never look like it did after the 2000 Nebraska game ever again. That will never happen again. I was wrong. If if we fire on all cylinders and, and pull off what you just said, oranges will be thrown on the field, tear the goalpost down. Norman will run out of beer again like it did that day. Norman will run out of beer, cars up and down Lindsay Street till 5 in the morning. That's exactly what it will look like. Gosh. And, hey. It'll, it'll be you – think, uh, you think Neyland's going to be crazy if Tennessee beats Alabama? Well, you see what uh, Norman, Oklahoma looks like if we beat Kansas. And that OU-Nebraska game also started at 11 a.m. And, hey, do any That's of us right. doubt OU might get down 14 nothing in this game and then have to rally back like the <laughs> Nebraska game? A lot of similarities, That's right. huh? That's right. Score 31 unanswered. Left-handed yeah. quarterback uh, leads you back. Man, this, the more we talk about this, this, this might happen. Boy, huh. I know it. I know it. No, in all seriousness, I think um, – I think it would do the mood really, really good to uh, to put a, a nice performance together. And I know they're capable of it. We've seen it. I, you know, it doesn't mean that they have to be perfect, but you know, I it's not uh, it's not against the rules for us to go out there and play well and take care of our responsibility. We got capable guys. Um, maybe they'll be able to pull it off. Hopefully, they'll be able to pull it off because we got. We got some uh, big time recruits in town, D-line recruits, which is awesome. What you need? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's uh. There's a lot resting on this game. There's no doubt about it. Four straight would be oof. Would be tough. So believe. Hey, Tyler, and, and believe. those of you that won the tickets, 
please actually show up to the game tomorrow or give them to someone. I, we, we did get a few that well, said. just give them to a first responder. <laughs> we did have that, a few of them. It's 17, <laughs> but I can't make it. Give it to someone else. Like, no, <laughs> if you won these, please just uh, go to the game. Right. Yeah, we need a good atmosphere. You know, because I'll tell you, Tyler, and this is just this is this is just honestly from my perspective. And and I know the the response is probably going to be angry and well, we don't have anything to cheer for, but we've been on the road twice this year. I'm not counting OU Texas. Well, I feel we like you're Nebraska. on the road that game. I'm willing to count that one. Right. We were on the road in Nebraska and we were on the road to TCU. And I, while like the Nebraska thing got out of hand, but like pregame and like early on, both of those atmospheres have been better than what we have in Norman, Fort Worth, and Lincoln. Oh, I believe it. You know, yeah, and it's a good atmosphere would probably do this team some uh, some good tomorrow. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out, Toby Keese. I love this bar and grill. We have a new. Location right here in Moore off of 19th Street, right out in front of the Warren Theater. Everyone knows the spot. Used to be the Hollies right here. We've got happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, $1.50 off all domestic beers and a bunch of new menu items. Come in and see us here at Toby Rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Baylor was picked to win the conference preseason. OU was picked to finish second. And uh, as we sit here on this football Friday, Baylor loses last night to West Virginia. Both the uh, team that was picked one, uh, first and second are now sitting at 3-3 three and three on the year. And it kind of mm. feels like both are eliminated from the Big 12 championship game. Baylor's sitting in a better spot, I guess, because they only have two losses, but... Uh, we are going to get a Big 12 championship game that probably no one predicted at this point. Uh, well, who do you, what, would you, what championship game would you predict right um, now? OSU and – actually. OSU? No, I, I'm going to stop there. TCU and it's either Kansas State or Oklahoma State. I'm going to say it's TCU and Kansas State. Really? Like it, love it, hate it. Uh, I like it. I like it. I think it could be any combination of Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Texas. Yeah, Texas still in it. We just won uh, one conference loss. But yeah. I, 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 I agree I would put them in that group, but they are fourth in that group to me. Not yes. just because I, I still have questions about them. They are better. I, I, I will definitely acknowledge that they're better. But you also got to acknowledge that they, they got to have the toughest schedule throughout the last six remaining games of any of those contenders oh, yeah. that you just mentioned. Yeah. They've made their way so far through what, uh, shockingly, we would consider like the weakest part of the conference with Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Tech – and they just went two and one in that that span, in 
you know, I guess Iowa State, you got to throw them in there too. But, yeah, every team that's pretty much left on their schedule is is going to be incredibly difficult. I love this conference this year, and it, at least it sounds like nationally everyone's kind of getting the respect and attention that they deserve. Because usually, you know, whenever, like if Oklahoma is down or something drops a game or two, it's just that, you know, the the Big 12 and the conference must really suck if Oklahoma's down. But there's there's a lot of good teams there. we got five top 25 teams right now, and I think all of them are legitimate top 25 teams for sure. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just – Baylor last night, man. And how many games have we seen so far in the conference where a quarterback gets hurt and it kind of totally swings the momentum of a game? Um, Quinn yeah. Ewers gets hurt in the Alabama game, right? Jalen Daniels gets hurt last week against TCU. Maybe they win that game if he doesn't get hurt. Um, you had Baylor starting quarterback Blake Shapin get hurt last night. I mean, TCU is probably going to beat OU, but Dylan Gabriel goes down. I feel yeah. like there's another one that I'm uh, forgetting there, but it just seems like there's been so many games decided by the quarterback getting knocked out early, and a lot of these are kind of by illegal helmet-to-helmet hits. I know. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right. Quinn Ewers was hit on a play that was penalized. Gabriel was, uh, shape it was. was Jalen Daniels' hit wasn't penalized, was it? I, I think he. I think it was. Wasn't it the same guy that hit Dylan Gabriel that hit him? I think. Really? It, uh, yeah, I, I thought I heard that earlier this week, which is crazy. Yeah, well. Just go play for the Saints uh, under Sean Payton, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like the conference. I think it's uh, incredibly tough. And at this point, it's a good thing whenever you are halfway through the season and we don't know who, who we would take in the conference championship game. That's a good, tough, uh, fun conference for sure. Um, boy, that Oklahoma State TCU game this weekend is – I'm fascinated by that one. Yeah. Um, I, my big question with Oklahoma State is how good are their defensive backs – um, are they healthy back there? And the, the answer better be yes, because you better be good in the back end of your defense against TCU. I, yeah. re- regardless of what else happens, you better be able to cover their wide receivers down the field. And Max Duggan is having, oh my God, is he having a year. He didn't even win the starting quarterback job coming out of camp. And he's probably the second best quarterback in the conference behind Jalen Daniels right now. He's been well, awesome. I, I, well, throw that into the mix for quarterbacks that, you know, injuries that have shaped the season because Chandler Morris goes down, gets banged up, and Duggan goes in, and it, they haven't looked back since. So, been wild. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next here from Toby Keese. I love this bar and grill. Construction bringing you this hour of the rush, CavensConstruction.com for more information on how they can help you with your home or your office building. Cavens, they do great work based right here in Norman, Oklahoma, gearing the team. They are fantastic. Go check them out, CavensConstruction.com. Um, <laughs> I love this. You guys need to put away the crack pipes. OU is the clear favorite. You guys were predicting OU would be 11 and 1 when I told you 8 and 4. 
Would you like to do uh, the crack pipe sometime during the show next week if they lose? Yeah, yeah I, I was it. about to say, uh, check in on me at about, what, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and I'll have an answer for you. Um, now, read that again. OU is the clear favorite. OSU is the clear favorite. Oh. You guys were predicting OU would be 11-1 and one when I told you 8-4. and four. Okay, that's fine. I don't know that OSU is the clear favorite. Does he realize they're a dog this weekend on the road against TCU? I don't know. Do not know if that's the case. And, look, they're, they're good. I mean, you and I aren't saying that they're crap or anything oh, like I think that. they're excellent. But there's been times where they've given up points and yards. Um, and some might say that that's been in garbage time. But I just – this week, that, that was a really nice road win at Baylor. Um, but this week's a true test against some skilled players that are – if they're not elite, they're really close to it. Yeah. No, I um, – and I still – Oklahoma State is – I still don't know how much we actually know about them. They had the really easy non-conference. Um, they got the road win against Baylor, which is a really nice win. Despite what Baylor has looked like since, I still think that was a really good win. And then uh, handled Texas Tech 41-31. I think they're good. I, I actually think that I, TCU, I think, is the worst matchup remaining for them. Um, I think Texas, Kansas State, I think those teams are going to play a little more of a, of a pace and style that suits Oklahoma State. TCU... I don't think that's going to be the case with what they have offensively because I feel like it's going to turn into a shootout. And I know Spencer Sanders has been really good this year, but I just – I don't know if I've got PTSD with him in the past, but I don't I don't know how much I trust him in a shootout yeah. trying to really get super aggressive. Fair point. Hey, next hour we're going to get back to this OUKU game. Text line throughout the break. More than anything, I just want to see what's – that can be this team win, Jaron Kanick in the game, Dylan Gabriel not miss on throws. I don't know. You tell me more than anything you want to see what. We'll get to those coming up next hour. There you go. Quick time out here from Toby Keese. I love this bar and grill. New location right here in front of Moore Warren Theater.